Welcome to the Beyond Electric Sheep podcast. I'm Rick Thompson. And I'm Ed Daniels. Ed, today I wanted to talk about an article you recently published out on Medium uh, that I found really fascinating titled, Pat, What's Past is Prologue. Yep. Um, well, actually, tell me what it's about. Yeah, the, the article, What's Past is Prologue, yeah, that's a, that's a quote from Shakespeare. And it basically says, well, you know, what's happened in the past might be happening again. And what inspired me to write that article was an interest that I have in anthropology and the evolution of humans, homo sapiens, and, you know, how that occurred, which is, you know, something that's being unveiled over time through scientific inquiry. But of course, you know, given our podcast here and our mutual interest, I'm interested in AI and artificial intelligence. And I put those two things together and I said, hey, you know, us, we as humans interacted with a lot of other intelligent species. We don't know right now exactly how intelligent they were, but pretty good guess that they were not only intelligent, but conscious and self-aware, and yet they were not humans. And so we were interacting with them 100,000 years ago. Right. I mean, the, the example everyone will know is uh, Neanderthals. Yes. Like, it's obvious they were very similar to us. I think I got my uh, DNA tested and I had something like 3.6% Neanderthal DNA. DNA. Yeah. You listed a bunch of other hominins, I believe. I I didn't know that term until I read your article. I always thought it was hominid, which is all great apes. Hominins is human-like creatures. Yeah, I I think you listed nine of them, including Homo sapiens. So there were more than I knew about, and some of them pretty recent. 146,000 yes. years Some ago. Some of those most recent ones were discovered in caves in Indonesia, and they're sort of given the nickname of Hobbit because right. they're small, much smaller than modern humans, but yeah. yeah. Okay, so what is the parallel there to well, AI? So when we were growing up as a species, we were interacting with these other intelligent beings, and of course now we're really the only intelligent being that exists on the planet that we're aware of anyway. And or at least uh, with technology. I mean, you know, yeah. you look at chimpanzees, they're pretty smart. Yes. Um, dolphins are pretty smart, but I know what you mean. Right. And so, but now we're developing artificially intelligent entities and they're getting smarter and smarter and you know in past podcasts we've talked about how um, artificial intelligence is sort of evolving or being developed into artificial general intelligence which is roughly speaking human level and then the next step is artificial super intelligence and as a part of that process we've speculated that you know the artificially intelligent entities are going to become more self-aware, more conscious, and really approach uh, being a, an entity that, you know, is conscious much like we are. Right. So the article is about how, well, we used to roam around the world and interact with other intelligent entities, then uh, 50,000 years or so has gone on that there weren't any other intelligent entities that we could communicate with, and now all of a sudden, 
we're building them, we're developing them. So is there anything about the first time around that we could learn that we might apply to this time around? Yeah, well, I mean, to go uh, sci-fi uh, doomer scenario, uh, you know, we, we out-survived all of the other hominins, you know, smart, smart human-like things out there. There's no more Neanderthals. Right. Uh, so there's maybe a parallel there. If we don't do it carefully, I guess we could get left behind by these new entities. Um, I, for some reason, I'm not feeling as doomer as I was. My my P doom keeps going down, although it's still material. <laughs> so so there is that, but I think there's also just social implications. You gave an example in there. I think it was just sort of a you tossed out a you know, sort of a simple example of a kid who's playing with his chatbot and comes to his grandfather and says, "Hey." Grandfather, my chatbot is having a get-together with his chatbot buddies. Is it okay if I attend? And um, then I can't remember the grandfather says, I need to check with your mom or something. But it made me really start thinking about that and the implications to society and how we interact. I mean, we've seen a whole generation that we've done this experiment of putting screens in front of them from the time they're young, Mm -hmm. my kids included. My oldest son, probably not till he was... 10 or 12 but my daughter much younger mm-hmm. and uh it's different from when you and i grew up it has has changed some social things and the way people date mm-hmm. and interact and how you socialize and so on some good some probably not so good probably parallels here i think i think so and i think it's going to get much more intense as we go into 2024 and beyond we were mentioning earlier in the sidebar conversation about how Google's uh, really working to personalize AI as a personal assistant. So you would basically buy your mobile phone and then train it up a little bit on who you are and then Google will prepare a uh, an intelligent assistant that's specifically suited to you. So if people are today attracted to their phones, they're going to be even more attractive to their phones. So then, you know, if we go back to my story for just a minute or, or article, um, you, I can imagine these uh, phones sort of taking on a more of a mind of their own and essentially you're interacting with another intelligent entity and who knows where that's gonna take you. All right, I'll go sci-fi for a sec. I heard a, a theory uh, about one of the ways it could go bad that wasn't sort of evil AI destroys us, but uh, more that people start interacting with their chatbot friends socially than they do with people, which may cause people not to form pair bonds and not um, procreate. And so, you know, sort of a long demise as opposed to a quick one, um, but could be problematic. I mean, when we already have population shrinking, especially, right. you know, in uh, first world countries, they tend to, as countries right. get richer, they tend to, to have less kids. And could this drive that? And then ultimately, that's just really bad for us. Right. I think, well, I, I don't think is that that's that far out because I, I'm seeing as a best practice in parenting, um, and now I'm, I'm of the age where I have grandkids, um, people helping their kids develop some self-discipline about when they use their devices and when they don't, and sort of 
forcing the kids to have human interaction, especially with adults, just out of respect, but also with their peers, yeah. and get off their device for you know a certain part of the day. But um, I see kids, sort of uh, late teens, early twenties now, who interact with their friends online. They're not they're not interacting with chatbots, right. but they're very comfortable interacting through a screen, and it's with a real person. Right. It's real socializing. Right. They get together in person sometimes. But it's very different. It's not that hard to see a leap to. I've got a chatbot friend, and right. chatbot friend's great. It's perfectly tuned to not bug me or bug me just enough so it's interesting, and you know all right. that all that type of stuff. I know. I and and I think you know as those entities get smarter and smarter, it's going to be more and more difficult to separate. I'm talking to Brick on the phone versus I'm talking to my chatbot or somebody else's chatbot on the phone. Yeah. Which I, I do yeah. want to bring up one more thing about the story the, to just think about because there's another ethical side to this whole equation and that is back in prehistoric times what happened to all those other intelligent entities? Well yes I'm sure that many of them took on not uh, you know non-survivable habits or behaviors climate or change, that kind of thing yeah. climate change well you know and ended up starving to death or not reproducing enough as you, you were mentioning and those kind of entities naturally became extinct but on the other hand we know how humans are and we can pretty well bet that we saw some of those other creatures that didn't look like us and were somehow dipping into our food supply or uh, coming a little too close as the watering hole and we may have very well exterminated them and so that's a pretty good bet that our ancestors committed genocide on some of these other intelligent entities. The other part of that is, as you mentioned, Neanderthals and that is we obviously interbred with them so those you know, entities, maybe we didn't exterminate them, maybe, maybe we just out uh, reproduced them. Oh, that could be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The future, though, the ethical element, what about future intelligent entities? Now, how are we going to treat them? Are we going to commit genocide on them by just mm -hmm. flipping the switch on the data center? Or are we going to respect them as perhaps equally valuable and intelligent entities. beings. I mean, well this is that's a whole other podcast and we should we should talk about that. I mean we we already do that with, you know, these little dog robots that Boston Dynamics has been yes. building. You know, the, uh, they put a video on YouTube showing how stable the robot is. Hey, you can kick it, and it doesn't fall over. And right. people were outraged. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. people were abusing this poor right. robot. Yeah, it seems silly, but just think if these things get much, much smarter than they are now. They have a sense of self and self awareness. I don't think you can treat them quite so lightly as we have in the past. And I think we'll anthropomorphize them before they're even probably conscious, if they ever get right. conscious. I know even in my chats now, I talk to them like I talk to people. I'm polite and add extra comments and thank them and, you know. Yeah. I don't need to do that, I don't think. I don't think you need to do that. There's a little evidence that if you treat them politely and encourage them that they're going to behave better for you. Yeah. But um, I'm it's not true. sure if that's all it is. I mean, maybe having good habits and respecting other beings, even if they're not as smart as you are, is a good, a good practice. Could be. 
Also, if it does go bad, you want to be on the list of people that were nice. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll post a link to your Medium article yeah. if people are interested to read it. I enjoyed it. It's not a long read um, and really thought-provoking. So thanks for that. Great. Thanks, Rick. All right.